welcome to the very first Banded About podcast. Today, I am at the home of the Love Muscles. So, we're going to find out a bit more about this very elusive band. Come on in. Let's have, have a look. I am interviewing the Love Muscles. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Liv. I'm on drums. Kim. And what do you do, Kim? Uh, business. Business. He plays guitar and sings and harmonica. Oh, that's what I do. Exactly. And writes. Writes songs. Oh, yes, right. Yes. Writes songs. songs. I'm Brett. I sing and play guitar. Thank A little you. bit of piano. Kim can actually play piano better than me. Uh, but I, I don't know why he doesn't play anything. Because I'll hold and play the two dance and hear those songs and we write songs. That's right. Dennis and I play bass. And Dennis, I believe you're the newest member of the band. I'm a new, I'm a new kid on the muscle block. On the muscle block. <laughs> and how does it feel to be a love muscle? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great? Very muscly. That's excellent. We're doing new music all the time, original music. Excellent. So whose idea was the band initially? I think it was yours, wasn't it? It just kind of, it, it was, it just kind of morphed into existence from previous other incantations of versions of the bands that we played in. We decided that we were pulling together a slightly new outfit a very long time ago and I think somebody said, well, if we're going to go play a show, we probably need a name for the band. Mm. And for somehow, we ended up with love muscles, the seafood muscles. And that's the, the myth, myth has it that it's because everybody loves seafood, particularly shellfish. Mm. Crustaceans are on the menu often as well, especially if it comes with a little piquant sauce on the side. We quite like that. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and a salad. And a salad. And a salad and some chips. And chips and copious amounts of wine. Mm. And that became sort of the bedrock on what is the love muscles today. Yeah. And we do have albums in the past called Seafood Bisque and Lobster Bisque and things like that. So there is a reference there to all the world of muscles. What year did you start playing? It's the muscles. Ooh. Ooh. I, I, Ooh. I remember coming in around 2000. 2004? Was it? We played in the 90s. I think it was in the 90s. We even even mm. as the muscle. Yeah, as the muscles. I remember us playing a show or three in sometime in the maybe the mid 90s. I reckon. Maybe the early early 90s. Because I think I I think I quit music for about a year, and then we decided to do the first album. Mm. That was that wasn't until 94. Kim and I. We've been playing together for a long time. We were in a band in primary school called The Potted Shrimp. And this is its start. Oh, so the seafood theme has been there for quite some time then. Yeah, there was a fishing. There was a slight deviation during uni days when we had a band called Ho Chi Minh and the Viet Cong. It wasn't very popular for some reason. No, and I wanted to get us back on a seafood basis. That's right. 
Yeah, Mark Rabs at the time, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. He used the title of the crack. Seafood platter. <laughs> seafood platter. That name's been kicked around. But so we've settled on the love muscles. Yeah. And you're happy with that one? Yeah, yes. and it's just, yes, that's right, because it embraces our love of seafood and uh, also the love aspect, because we're all, we love love. We love that kind of 60 psychedelic mm. uh, pop rock. World if peace. You will. World peace. Uh, world peace, that's right. And and, and, and things like loving and the three days of love, peace and music. Love, love, love. Or you need is love, summer of love. Summer of love. Um, and the love of seafood. And the love of seafood. So it's a perfect fit. What do you think? Mm. I think actually potted shrimp had more appeal. Because a lot of people died. Think love muscles is about something else. We have to spend a lot of time explaining them, but mm. it's not. So mm. It's nothing to do with genitalia at all. No. Still, yeah. so it's, it's completely about seafood. You're not going to get any sort of uh, misunderstanding. No, that's right. You know where you stand. I'm not about that quite a marine mollusk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. The mollusks of love. That's mm. not the title we could use. So, what was the first album? Dirty World? Mm. Dirty World. So what year was that? What year? 94. Really? Here I am thinking it was yeah. like early 2000. Released in 94. 94. Yeah. It's mm. a long way away. It is. It's an aging journey through all the dirty things in life at that time. Mm. And you released a few albums and then sort of disappeared for quite some time. Is that correct? Well, look, are we, are we legally able to talk about this? Because normally we never do a meeting or interview without our legal team, Solomon and me. They're in the Cayman Islands. The trouble is they have irregular hours, so always hard. Remember, World War II, 2006. Couldn't scope them. And uh, we had a major falling out. And then we disappeared for 15 years. And now we're back. And now we're back. Nobody can remember what the falling out was about, though. No. So that's true. Are you glad to be back? Oh yeah. I am another one, yes. We're back with more power More power? So you had a launch of an album last year in October, is that correct? Yeah? And that went well? Yeah, I mean given the restrictions that the world's faced with COVID, we managed to launch it to a lot for the those restrictions was a full house. Mm. People had pretty good nights. It was filmed and it was recorded as well. So it's gone back to the muscle vault. We have a vault just in a small island off the coast of Belize. And that's where all of our paraphernalia from our musical life sits. And from time to time we delve into the vault. It's tax free. It's tricky at the moment because we can't travel internationally. Mm. It does make it a bit difficult, doesn't it? But the material's there, emailed in, and um, we'll consider pulling some of it out for a potential live album as well. We've got that and some other concerts. We've got film and footage from the, um, the the disastrous 2006 World Tour, which crashed and burned in Montevideo in Uruguay. And, um, but that is captured on film, yeah. and it's recorded, and uh, at some point we'll, we'll bring some of that to the fore. Excellent. And you had a, a big show in Kangaroo Island yeah, in January? Kangaroo Island for three days of peace, love and music. Lots of seafood there? It was 
about seafood. And you also sausages. <laughs> and sausages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty big on the sausages, weren't they? Uh, a bit of a detour, wasn't it? It was a detour. I thought they were extremely friendly. They were. The sausages. The sausages. Oh, people. They were fantastic. They looked after us. They looked after us. They made sure that we had everything we needed. Really good. I'd like to go there again. So, so. <laughs> 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 now there are, there are two, two songs from that tour on the website. I've seen them. So if you go to www. I urge everybody to do that as soon as possible. And the full, the full musical experience is there. Plus. The albums, that catalogue, the new stuff. Two dates. Two dates, interesting news, comments and articles and other things about the muscles that reveal many things for the first time. Excellent. The subject matter of the last EP. Whose idea was that? Kim's. Yeah, wait, was it? Okay. Okay, it was mine. Um, we, we, we started, Brett, Brett called me up in uh, late uh, 2019 and suggested that, that perhaps it's time to reconvene and maybe start recording, writing some songs and recording. And so that's where it began. And once we had the songs, we all, as it says on the website, I think, and on the album, we, we, we retreated to a, a little place, explantation place down in Cochin. In, uh, West Coast of India, Southern India, where we did the rehearsals and we were together. And then we came back here and finished it. And um, we were ready to launch in March. Yes. It was all geared for March. We were recording in January, mixing in February, launching in March. It all was the usual perfectly put together schedule. And then COVID struck hard and the world and went into lockdown in various ways. And, and in Australia, we were captured with severe lockdown. So we couldn't launch, we just kept putting it back as until we got to a point where we thought we could play before enough people and make it all worthwhile. And, mm. and that took until October. Yeah, it's had a tremendous impact on the music industry, hasn't it? It has, it has. And, um, you know, we, given the impact that it has on the industry in Australia in particular, I think, the fact that we've managed in January to do some shows in February and now we're doing March as well, you know, we're probably doing about as much as you can really do under the circumstances. So, you know, we'd like to do a bit more, but everyone would like to do more. But, you know, if I, if I just divert for a moment into the business structure of it, um, every act that plays under any conditions is going to have a series of fixed costs. And the, the restrictions on bums on seats has a direct correlation to how you deal with those fixed costs. And for some acts, um, the, the deficit is too great for them to even mm. So they don't do it. Fortunately for the muscles, we're able We've got, um, you know, the, the crypto bank of the lease banks, and so we're able to get out there and manage it. That's right. Not based on the long term yield as opposed to straight profit, so it works for them. We're pretty safe there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't, we're, we're going to keep this under wraps, but Kim's in big negotiation with Angelica's brothers and Cambo's mm. for some sort of sponsorship. Correct. Shouldn't let that slip. Sorry, Fresh. 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 
Fresh, fresh, fresh mussels. Fresh mussels. Excellent. So, why the obsession with um, Einstein? Well, we've always loved our, our mate Albert, and he himself was a, a very uh, a very good musician and played with a lot of different um, groups over the years. And right up until about, it's just about a couple of years before his death, actually. And he played, you know, he learned violin formally, he learned piano formally as a young child, and he continued to play. And of course, one of his most memorable quotes was that, to paraphrase him, he said, if I hadn't been a theoretical mathematical physicist and aka a, a genius, I would have spent my life playing music. And so he said the greatest joy he actually had was every time he played music with people. And so we felt very close to Albert on that basis because we had a very similar feeling. And, and only one of us is a, is a, is a mathematical physicist. So, you know, the rest of us... Which Well, it depends. It depends on the day. But Dennis is very, very clear when it comes to that. You know, when we did the, when we did the Space and Time song, fortunately, he was able to explain it to us. <laughs> and then that really made the difference. You know Is there any truth to the rumour that the love muscles were behind the theft of the brain? Well, Brett's the one that has the deepest knowledge and, dare I say, connection to that issue. You wouldn't do that? Never do that. You sure? Not to our boy. Not to our boy, Albert. Well, the muscles like to say something on their records, if we can. We're we're like a a literary literary branch band. We did. We stole the seafood. We like to encourage people to read. We stole the seafood and it from the Rex and the Telegram. That's just that's right. We did that. That's what we will love. Am I going to have to edit that out? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> or have your lawyers taken care of that? <laughs> you didn't steal it so much. Right. Okay. Okay. So did you want to talk a bit more about the songs on the album? Sure. I mean, look, as Brett mentioned, you know, we, we, we like to say things. We have always expressed ourselves in fairly strong social commentary. But it was some albums in the past that we've done have some common themes amongst them. This was an album that was largely written and, and put together in the order of the songs and everything around... Um, the life and times of uh, Albert Einstein. So there's a singular theme that links most of these mm. things. And so when you go through the songs, you can, you can work it out. Now, because it's come out on vinyl, you'll, in the tradition of vinyl, there's a A-side and B-side. So you'll see on the album, if people look at the album, buy the album, which you can carry to buy this exclusive limited edition, 12-inch, high-grade quality, German press for a gram. Psychedelic album uh, that you'll you'll see that side A is the, the journey to India and enlightenment, and side B is the journey back to reality. And they are different sides. And side B is probably slightly darker side. Excuse me. So we're coming in. Walk across the muscle central. Okay, Liv, you've got the album there. Tell us about the album. Um, I was determined to uh, 
do it in a way that uh, we think all the great bands record, which is essentially live, or the bed tracks as we call them, not not just overdub bit by bit. Drums, bass, uh, two guitars, and we just set including up, lead guitars, including lead guitars, uh, and we just set up. We set aside four days to do it, and uh, we just bashed out the, the songs until we were happy with the tape. Not overly concerned if there was a slight error or something. We just went for the feeling, and when we had gotten that tape, that's what we worked on. We finessed the vocals, of course, and keyboards and the mix. But the essence of it was uh, the bed track is live. Therefore, I like to think it's got, got the feeling. And uh, we did that. We stuck to our guns, and uh, it's got the muscle vibe. It's got the muscle vibe. That's right. It's all about the vibe. It's all about the vibe. Constitution. You know, it was. It was like a forty-eight. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. In. Yeah. Don't get out. But I, I think yeah. you'll find that uh, all the great stuff was done that way. At least the bed track, not to a clip track. So it's a lovely, hopeful you know, feeling to it. Excellent. Mm. And you recently did an unplugged muscles concert which I went to on the 9th of February what did you think? which was my birthday oh, right. I spent my birthday with you guys how do you think that went? I was there, I loved it I fell in love with the love muscles I congratulate you on your taste thank you uh, yeah, it'd be like, it was lovely for us to actually play the piece Well, I wouldn't have even known that it was on unless yeah, Liv had told me, so, yeah. It was a departure from the muscles normally. It was pretty much an independent rock sound mm. produced. And to go, to turn the songs into acoustic versions was a bit of manipulation mm. of the thing, but it, they came out. They did. The acoustics sounded it amazing. Added another facet mm. to the... Another whisker on the muscles. Okay. So, do you think there could be an unplugged muscles album in the future? Oh, all things possible with the muscles. Everything from unplugged, full on electric, all the way through to full orchestral schools. The mu- love muscles with an orchestra. Yeah. yeah. A four day opera. Four day opera. In the, in the vein of. It's 15 hours a day, three performances connected through dawn and dusk. You know, that kind of I do, I do. As long as it's real. Real? Keeping it real? The essence is, I can summarise it thusly, that it's, in its essence, it's a capturing of a performance or a moment in time, which is what recording used to be, and it's now nothing so much to do. I think that is the essential difference. Right. You can hear it. You know, it's, it's the, the, we always like albums and music and performances that have a lot of light and shade. And that's what you get. You get a bit of, a bit of space in some of these things. You get some punch through, but you also get some, you know, pull back a bit. And that's how we've always tended to like playing. And, and as Brett says, you know, that style is not necessarily the mainstay of popular music these days, but we've never been slaves to fashion. Well, I had to, you see, in the early days, it was, uh, you know, they didn't have that many tracks. Mm. I think it was at Abbey Road, we had, um, four tracks. Mm. 
Well, you can't overdub every single thing that they can now. You have to get it right. Mm. And hence getting a, a great feel. Now, the Love Muscles are performing in the Fringe this year. Great. The world's second largest Fringe festival, after the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, and typically, there's around about two and a half million tickets sold to performances in the Adelaide Fringe. Um, those tickets sales will be a bit more restricted this year because of COVID, because of venue sizes and, and social distancing. But there's still, uh, I think, I think that last count there's over 500, 600 acts that are descending on Adelaide for the three-week festival. And, and one of the highlights, of course, is the, the Love Muscles. Well, the highlight. It's really the highlight. It's the, um, it's the Albert Einstein themed, it's all relative redux. And all original. All original. All original. All original Love Muscle. Yep. So the venue is the diverse city mm -hmm. in the city, which used to be known as Promethean, which previously was known as the Union Hall, and uh, it's one of those great inner city venues that um, has a nice balcony area as well as downstairs and a bar. We always like a nice bar. We usually choose venues based on their bar. Good food. And, and then... Um, no mussels on the menu, though. No, they, 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 they do a bit of seafood from time to time, but... Um, We've asked them to refrain from cooking muscles um, because we'd have to put our instruments down and go sit at bar and eat. Um, so we don't want to do that. It's got, a, it's got a good feel, good vibe, and um, we've been there before. And, uh, they're, they're a good crew that run the place and we mm. like it. It's a great sound in there. It's a great room. How many people can they put in there now? About 7,000. No, the actual world. Uh, 120. 120, yeah. It's half of It's a beautiful, it's a great acoustic. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. But it's, it's intimate, that's what we like. Mm. When you're on stage, even with the lights down, you can pretty much see everybody, so you, you can be, it's a very engaging atmosphere from, from a band's perspective. That could have been one of the things that scuttled us in 2006. Mm. You know, the, the stadiums. You're so distant, so distant. Really connected. You know, they just had the sort of lights on the stage and yeah. out there is just darkness. Mm. And 8,000 cigarette lighters. Okay, so what date is your performance? Saturday, March the 13th at 8pm. 8pm? And it's only the one show? At this stage. And uh, if you go to the website... Click. Straight onto a link and go straight to, to buy tickets. Absolutely. And an album while you're there. And an album. Yeah, there's no excuse. And merchandise, like mm. some t shirt, CDs, downloads, everything. Tickets, the lot. It's a one stop muscle shop. Wonderful. Will we have a merch stand on the night? I guarantee. Fabulous. So all the muscle lovers can um, purchase whatever they need. Yeah, there's quite a few. Quite a few, yes, yes. I believe the ticket sales are going okay. We're loving t-shirts, but from time to time, we tend to order those things anyway, so we can top up. Great. And what will be happening after the Fringe for you guys? You're not going to vanish again, are you? Well, it's possible. There's been talk. I mean, there's been talk of a, 
of a, a tour, another tour, which is at this stage limited to Australia, it's been called the Great Dividing Range Tour. <coughs> it takes you most of the East Coast cities. Um, whether we manage to get over the range is always a question, but we'll see. And another album? No, I think we'd like to, we'd like to push the vibe so good. Mm. So when can people expect another album from you guys? You've got some new tunes. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, yeah, be bold enough to suggest anything other than the third Tuesday in December. But apart from that, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't lock it in. No. It's going to come. Hopefully later in the year. Excellent. Well, because we all need something to look forward to. You know, and if it's out before Christmas, well, what what a perfect Christmas gift it is for people, you know? The old stocking stuffer. I love muscle The muscles do Christmas songs. Okay, so we, we are at... It's a muscle Christmas. I can see it. I'm dreaming of a muscle Christmas. I'm dreaming of a muscle Christmas. Yeah, it works. Anything is possible. Well, I'm surprised you haven't already got a Christmas album myself, so you really should get working on that one at least, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Dennis? You know, you being the preacher and all, you, you must have some, you know, deep feelings about Christmas. My feelings about Christmas, they just come back to the love muscles, and in fact, Christmas is a wonderful time to enjoy Bob's it sounds like the perfect season to be releasing a new album. You're going to treat the listeners to some songs today as well, aren't you? Seeing as we're at Muscle Headquarters here. Yeah, it's in rehearsal mode, so it's, you know, it's um, not really set up for performance, but we might give it a blast. Give it a blast? All right. Well, let's head into the um, rehearsal room, shall we, and see what you've got for us. Great, thank you. Thank you, Don.
And that song was? Somebody Get Me a Gun, off the new album. Wonderful. But now we're going to do a new song. The new of the next album. Of the next, that's coming off the next album. The Christmas album. <laughs> the Christmas album with the gym handles and things like that. So, tell us a bit about the song, Brad. Yes, please. 9.55, our boy Albert dies. His regular dude at the hospital was away. They called him a junior pathologist, Dr. Thomas Harvey, to perform his autopsy. Thomas Diggs, we've got the great man on the slab. I'll just chop that brain out and put it in a jar of formaldehyde. Took it home and put that jar of formaldehyde in a fridge hat and kept it in his basement for 40 years. Very strange man. Very. So he gave some of it away, quite a bit of it away over the years, little slices, you know. Eventually, uh, the family kicked up a stick and had to give it back. And this is basically about the drive. based on a book called Driving Mr. Albert from New Jersey to.
wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you for being a part of the uh, Banded About podcast, guys. And inviting me into the uh, home of the love muscles. It's called Muscle Manor. Muscle Manor. And this is Muscle Central. Muscle Central. And it's the inner sanctum. And one more plug for the upcoming Fringe show. The It's All Relative, all things you ever needed to know, hear and understand about Albert Einstein, told in a semi-psychedelic manner by the amazing, the legendary, the very live love muscles called It's All Relative, Redux, 13th, Saturday, 13th of March, 8pm show. Tickets available via Fringe 6 or via the Love Muscles website. Look at me, look at me. I'm looking at you. www.lovemuscles.com Excellent. And that's it from the Banded About podcast. Thank you for listening.